it is in the in the awareness, as you say, in the going within and looking at these fears, at these emotions, at these everything that is part of the of the human being human portfolio, which is there, which is not going to go anywhere. But as 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 you become more familiar and befriend all these all these feelings and all these emotions, life just opens up, really. Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Thomas. I am a corporate yoga and meditation teacher, oracle card reader, and wellness mentor, and your host of the Now With Nat podcast. Here on the show, we are about cultivating consciousness and bringing more awareness about mindfulness and spirituality into everyday life. We provide insights on how you can tap into your own personal power and ignite the transformation from within. The guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me, touched my life, and assisted me on my journey so far. I hope through sharing their stories, work, and knowledge, you too will uncover your soul's purpose and be guided towards self-realization. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for an awakening experience and a newfound sense of inner awareness. Hey everybody, Natalie Thomas here, and thank you for tuning in to the Now With Now podcast. I greatly appreciate your time. And today we're going to talk about a trending topic that has boomed over the last few years. This topic is working remotely. Even I myself, I've been working remotely now for the past three years. I am based in Medellin, Colombia. Previously, I was in Santiago, Chile, and in Bali for about a year and a half. And I can definitely say that working remotely and living abroad has completely changed my life. So not only are we going to talk about living remotely and working remotely, but we're going to discuss the future of work and how mindfulness plays into that. And I know I mentioned, but the guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me and assisted me on my journey so far. So hopefully by sharing their stories and knowledge, they could potentially reach even more people. Our guest today is David Gamboa. So after more than 10 years in the corporate world, David decided to take the leap of faith and break free from the land of cubicles. What was thought to be a successful career for most lacked any true meaning, purpose, or joy in his life. As an avid traveler, he's created by heart and fascinated by the power of mindfulness when it comes to improving the quality of our lives. David now works to redesign the way we live, work, and travel, inspired by the work of world-renowned performers such as Tim Ferriss, David Allen, Tony Robbins, and Eckhart Tolle. David has co-created Live Beyond as a medium to help others enhance their true potential and live a healthier, more productive, and meaningful life. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And David, can you tell us um, where you are located right now in the world? Yeah, sure. So I'm speaking from my uh, home in London. Your home in London. And where are you from originally? I was born in Mexico, um, Mm -hmm. but all my family is Colombian. So I was raised in in Colombia. That's where I've lived for uh, most of my life. But for Mm -hmm. the past eight years, I've been in London. Here is where I call home now. So it seems like well, it's not we we didn't really switch spots because I'm not from London, but I am in Colombia right now. So, <laughs> which I love so so much, and I know you've also done some work here in Colombia. So we will get more into that. But just to kick off your story, can you give us a brief background 
on how you really got started on your journey with remote living and promoting this lifestyle that kind of coincides with working abroad and also mindfulness. Like, Just take us back to the beginning of where it all began for you. Sure. So I guess my, uh, my career and my, my professional life was very sort of typical. If we were to uh, go and see, I have a chemical engineering background. I used to work as a field engineer for some years in Colombia. Then I came to London to pursue my financial studies and ended up working on, in the city for a while uh, as a financial banker. There was not a lot of remote work in those uh, 10 plus years of corporate life. But I guess my, my curiosity or my interest for uh, working remotely came from the idea that things could be done better. Being working as a, as a field engineer, as maybe some of your audience may know, maybe not, it's a very uh, demanding life, uh, as in uh, work is all you do. Basically, you have to pause your life in order to work. And uh, those were my first experiences in the corporate world or certainly uh, as a professional. And then working in banking and uh, in finance in London, that did improve, but not as much. So I was always experiencing what it felt to either work or live. So it was quite a, a tough period, I guess, uh, but you know, it was the normal, quote unquote. So it wasn't as it had, I had many options, but as you, as you said in, your, in, in the intro to the, the podcast, and, and thank you for that, I've loved to travel throughout my life. I find in travel um, a means of growth and a means of education and putting yourself in different cultures. It certainly has opened my mind over my past 10 plus years. And I've had the opportunity to uh, travel um, around different cultures. And as I traveled, you know, it was only when I had holidays or vacation. And that certainly was another thing that I started wondering, why do I have to put my life or my travels on hold and work if every single thing that I do can be done from a laptop or a computer all I need is a, is a connection to internet. So I guess that was my, my first experiences with, or at least curiosity with what remote working was. I certainly started to look into it and uh, I found a few authors that sort of pointed me in, in this direction. Uh, you mentioned it, one of them uh, is Tim Ferriss. He wrote this book called The 4-Hour Work Week, and in it, it basically talked about this subculture of people called uh, the digital nomads and how they basically are people that are um, vagabonds or nomads around the world uh, integrating work and life. And that certainly caught my, my attention. And there was a period in London in which I, I switched jobs um, just because there was some sort of economic crisis. And in that period of two months when I was uh, exchanging jobs I tried it myself. So I, I went and I traveled for a bit and I brought with, my, with me projects and that gave me a bit of the taste of that life. So certainly when I started my, my last job, I started to push that a little bit. So here's a fun fact. And um, I don't know if my, my boss would appreciate me saying this, but <laughs> I started to fake sick days in, 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 a, 
with the purpose of proving to my boss that I was able to be productive. So I would say, I cannot come to the office. I, I have to work from home. And then I would deliver. And I actually would over-deliver on the things that I was doing. So that gave him uh, trust that allowed me to then push the boundary a little bit more and ask him if I could work from Colombia so I could visit my family. So that also expanded a bit the horizon. So I, I, I thought this is not impossible. I actually can do it. So that, those were my first, um, I think, experiences with remote working, but it certainly turned to a full-time work or, or, or profession when I founded Live Beyond. Mm. So you started like testing the waters. You're like, you know what, let me just try to work from home. But then you found yourself over delivering, which is really interesting. Do you find that your mind, mindset had shifted when you went home? Did you find that you can create more of an environment that felt good for you? Is there anything that shifted when you were experiencing between working in the office, between working at home or in Colombia with your family? Yeah, certainly the it comes down to the autonomy, right? Which is um, one of the main drivers of human motivation. And um, I, I love the subject of, of human behavior and why we do what we do. And certainly when you are autonomous or we're giving, where you're given, when you're given that agency to deliver with, you know, in, 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 on your own time, in your own terms, that certainly motivated me more. And, you know, having the leverage of wanting to prove myself and, um, wanting to get you know the permission from my boss to go and work from Colombia mm -hmm. which was where my family lived and definitely being able to see them for an extended period of time every year without consuming or eating into my holiday allowance that that was another driver but as you as you said definitely the the office environment is an environment of a lot of distractions it is conducive to many other things which are positive, but um, I've been very independent myself. So I found that working from home was not working from home, really. It was just working remotely. And I could adapt that environment to be able to deliver on the projects that I had to mm -hmm. uh, deliver. Certainly, it wasn't easy. That's why now this is so topical because everybody was forced to work from home all of a sudden mm -hmm. and um, many, many some some of your audience will resonate with this and it, it, it is tough you need to create the environment you need to adapt your habits and you need to really uh, be disciplined in order to um, deliver and be accountable as well so with being disciplined and like what you mentioned, it's definitely not hard or it's definitely not easy at first and there can be some hard times. I want to just go back even a little bit further. So when you were working a lot and you, maybe you were thinking about the remote work, you were thinking about making some changes. Was there anything in particular that had happened? Maybe not even something so specific. It can be over a period of time where you felt like you were stressed, you were, you were going through the hustle and bustle. Like, where did the mindfulness kind of come into play through all of this? Like, where were you like, you know what, maybe my health isn't doing great. Is there, did you have that sort of moment of time? Definitely. And um, I think I had sort of moments like that of, of stress, of finding myself in a hole um, mm -hmm. throughout my professional career. However, four years ago, this was almost five years ago, uh, 2015, there were some events in my personal, professional, emotional life that I think 
all came at the same time. And that was the, the, the one moment that actually pushed the little, you know, what it needed mm-hmm. to be pushed in order for me to take action on, on other sides of my life. Certainly, I was ticking the boxes on, you know, what it was considered to be success. You know, I had the job, the salary. Um, mm-hmm. I was living in London, working in a very prestigious firm, having these sort of things that were considered to be successful, but certainly I was not happy. I was not healthy at all. And um, I had been living this life of, um, you know, autopilot mode. And then when this came, the pressure, I guess, was so much. I I would not call it a burnout because I didn't burn out because of of Mm -hmm. work, but I would definitely call it a a crisis in in my life. And uh, that was the moment in which because of how things evolved and, and sorry, developed at that time, mm-hmm. I seeked for help with psychotherapy. So it was my first time in 30 years to raise my hand and ask for help. So mm-hmm. I was very lucky to end up with a very, very special psychotherapist, a very, very nice woman who also had a lot of expertise with mindfulness. And she was also a yoga instructor and and back then, she recommended after a few sessions of me just really getting everything out and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, sharing a lot of the things that were going on in my life. There was this one book by Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk, which is called Pieces Every Step. And that was the one book that opened my eyes to this whole concept of mindfulness. So that was the moment when mindfulness came into my life. and. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe I had not been exposed to that before. It really gave me a lot of clarity. Was um, really, I think, a lifesaver at the time. And uh, it certainly began this whole journey in which I am today. So that was the, the, the first time in which mindfulness came to my life. And it really improved every single aspect. It changed my life for good and it mm-hmm. gave me more clarity. And you know what's so interesting about this is what you said, you asked for help. There are so many people out there, and I was even one included, and then I eventually did ask for help, where we're going through a really tough time in our lives and we're, well, at least in a lot of Western society, we're taught to don't feel your feelings, stuff them down and just deal with it. It works so hard. But it was, it's almost the opposite. It's like, it's when we slow down. It's when we ask for help. It's when we go within. Does that, you know, that's like so important that you, when you said you asked for help, like, look how it changed your life. That's amazing. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And the, you know, the, the funny thing in my case was that maybe the interesting thing in my case is that I come from a family of doctors, health, people that uh, dedicated their life to health mm-hmm. and mental health or, you know, mental illness was such a, a taboo thing to talk about. And it was, um, you're not crazy. You don't have any, you know, diagnosed problem. You should not be seeing a, a psychologist. And it wasn't that it was not allowed, but certainly was never the option, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I think that, you know, the mind is definitely something that rules your life. And, and basically mm-hmm. you, you know, pain your mind, you, you, you're a really good way into having a meaningful and, and, and happy life. So, I had never seen it and I never raised my hand and, and, and seek for, for help. And I guess, you know, it is, as you say, 
in society, unfortunately, it, it can be very, I understand, you know, I'm a very optimistic person myself, and I like to uh, think positively, but some people may take it the wrong way. May, they may think as, as if negative negativity is not allowed, and you have to be an eternal positive, and if all these things happen to, to you, you need to ignore them or, or, or mm-hmm. uh, bury them. And that is very dangerous because it is in the, in the awareness, as you say, in the going within and looking at these fears, at these emotions, at these, everything that is part of the, of the human, being human portfolio, which is there, which is not going to go anywhere. But as, as, as you become more uh, familiar and befriend all these, all these feelings and all these emotions, life just opens up really um mm-hmm. so that's what i learned from from um from her and certainly from all the mentors that have had come after mm-hmm. her from books um i became you know fascinated by the whole idea the power of the mind the power of, of the mind body connection how we can push our limit our limits and really go beyond our, our belief systems our our human or perceived capacities and um that was what really figured it all. So uh, for anything, uh, for, sorry, for anyone that maybe is going through a hard time, it's always good to seek for help. It's, there's nothing wrong about raising your hand, your, your hand mm-hmm. and just asking for a little help. No, 100%. And even just what you touched upon, it's, it's not all, I'd like to say it's not all candles and sandals. <laughs> like it's <Yeah>. hard. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes mindfulness is really messy, but what you were saying so so necessary and it really changes your life. So so the here you are. So you embarking on this mindfulness mindfulness path and um was this around to the time that you were working from home or did that come later on? That was uh in the middle of my uh financial career here in London. Mm-hmm. So basically it was the first step for me to as I as I mentioned to give me clarity. Mm-hmm. to really open my life to many things. To, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it happened naturally, you know. As you know, and, and I, I guess many of your um, audience knows, mindfulness is, is so powerful and there's many ways to practice it. Certainly, it wasn't easy at the beginning. You know, I was fascinated mm-hmm. by the idea, but practicing mindfulness through meditation, for example, wasn't really easy. But it, it, it was, I trusted that there was doing something. I really trusted the process and it started opening many things. I started dropping fears that I had just, just like that. You know, I started seeing opportunities in many other things. I started pursuing more of my, my curiosities, uh, the things that I liked. So it was not a, a couple years, two, three more years went by mm-hmm. after that experience. Uh, and that was when the whole um, idea of Live Beyond came about. It wasn't back then. I certainly started to feel that I, I didn't really belong where I was working. I felt that I was being more conscious about my daily living and definitely the pace of the, uh, how we were living in, in finance and working, but really taking care of your, of your body or your mind was not an option anymore. So yeah, it took, it, it took time. It's not, a, it's not a magic pill, as you know. Right. Uh, it's, it's practice and takes time. And, um, but it does. It did change my life. So that's when you were thinking about Live Beyond. Now let's go back to the time where you decided to make Live Beyond a reality. I would love to hear more about how that exactly came about and really the backbone behind Live Beyond and your message because it's in really 
it's awesome <laughs> and I love it. And I think it really brings a lot of pieces together, the work and the mindfulness. So I would love to hear more about that. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it was that dualism of work life, either I work or I live or either um, I'm healthy or I productive at work. Am I taking care of myself? Am I, you know, being, you know, self-actualized? Am I learning something every day? Am I improving as a person or am I having to work? And for me, this, this uh, dualism, this conflict between the thing that we do, maybe we spend most of our time in, which is work and life and this idea of work-life balance did not really add up. And after, as I mentioned, many years of being fascinating and, and reading all these mentors and all these people and attending their conferences and, and really just listening to all these podcasts and, and practicing over years, I thought there must be a better way. And I was lucky that part of my job in finance was I used to work as an analyst and my job was to really predict the future for companies and try to come up with a story or to see where the world could go uh, based on some data points or trends. And I certainly um, saw that there was the, the rise of, of digital nomads, the rise of the co-working spaces, the WeWorks, all these stories, and then the technology available in, in our modern life that allows us to work from anywhere, you know, from, mm -hmm. from your phone, from your computer, from anywhere really. And the consequences that those things were having in human society and more specifically for example on mental health so all of the all of these things started coming together and i started seeing okay there's an epidemic of stress actually declared by the world health organization uh, a work derived epidemic of stress anxiety and overwhelm which is really not only causing a lot of problems to human life but also costing society um, millions and even billions of dollars every year because of a lack of, of productivity and uh, mm -hmm. lack of well-being of, of, of humans. So, uh, of the humans. So I saw all of these coming, and I thought, okay, something must needs to be done. The world will definitely trend towards remote work, but I don't think it's going to be able to happen in a sustainable way because we live in a twenty-four-seven non-stop distracted world and if we all of a sudden transition to a remote world i see i think that productivity actually will take a hit and mm -hmm. um, we will go back to the offices to these cages or, or prisons we have been working on from for so many years so all of these things started to come together and i thought i can do something about it and i loved the idea that through well-being and through helping people strengthen the mind-body connection, take care of themselves, improve their self-awareness, improve their self-development. That would be the fuel that would allow them to be more productive and live more meaningful lives anywhere. And I thought if remote work will happen, why not create a vehicle that allows people to not ask for holidays, not continue in the rat race or the in, in the escape culture of just finding holidays or any other means to escape the reality. But what if we integrate work and life? So what if uh, I can help bring well-being and self-development back to the corporate world, back to the workplace model, 
and use remote work as that opportunity to completely change the way we work. Mm-hmm. Those were the things that were going through my mind back then when it, when it all started. Mm-hmm. And I love that you incorporated the travel into it too, because there's the mindfulness piece, then there's the working remotely, but then you've, you give and you have given people the opportunity to travel and go to different places and step outside of their comfort zone, which is awesome. Exactly. And the, the, the travel place, a lot of roles there. One, well, you know, I love traveling, so I, I thought mm-hmm. if, I, if I can make that also my profession, let's do it. But it also comes from a, from a behavioral science perspective. So the real solution to make remote work or distributed work or however we call it, or home office, sustainable and actually productive, healthy, and meaningful is through changing our habits. So um, we, I started seeing that we need, we don't have positive or effective work habits. We live distracted and uh, most of us live in reaction mode. So I thought, why not help people Go to the, to the little things, go to the day, day by day, and allow them to, or, or guide them to create an ideal day through building better habits. And the travel side works wonders there. Why? Because from a um, behavioral science perspective, you are able to build or let go of uh, positive or negative habits, uh, respectively, if you change your environment. If you're in a new scenario, uh, somewhere where you're not that prone to those habits, you're more able to create them or let them go. So that's why I decided to say, okay, people are craving to come to these destinations. Why don't we allow them to come first, perhaps have a head start, work from there, adjust to the time zone, and then enjoy their holidays. And while they're doing that, they're still working and they're learning. So they're living ideal life, ideal days in in their life that mix mindfulness, fitness, uh, nutrition, proper sleep and recovery, and really we teach them um, how to build positive work habits as well. So how to really be more productive and focus their attention and all these things. I love that because I find the travel part, it's so spiritual within itself. And I know you touched on this beginning of the episode that you loved being exposed to different cultures. And just from my personal experience, I feel I've completely changed in so many ways, even though before my, before my living abroad, I've been still practicing mindfulness, but it, it shifted even more just from meeting people that were not from the same background and were from different countries. And I've learned so much. So the fact that you're bringing that now to people too is huge. I'm sure you've seen such spiritual growth just from different cultures coming together. So much, so much. And you know, you learn from all like so many different ways of living, ideas, cultures, and, and it was also, you know, our contribution to help people um, slow down and travel more consciously. You know, mm-hmm. when you live, you know, in the 24-7, the, the nonstop at work, and you see your holidays as your escape and as, as your way out uh, for a little while at least, um, that's, I think, when, when travel became so you know, bad for the environment and the world as in tourism and unconscious travel, you know, like Mm -hmm. this fast travel, this, you know, this consumerism and this, um, that is when I thought this could also change the way we travel because if you are not that in a rush, if you are 
uh, having the time to settle a little bit, to immerse in the culture. And we, we also do that at Lift Beyond. We create experiences, local experiences with the local people. So you have a taste of what it is to be a local. Even if it is for one, two weeks, it's much better than just going for one, two, three, four days and just going there for your, your tourism, your sightseeing, and then that's it. I, right. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I know we're going to also talk about your mentorship program as well, but if someone were to take, go on an experience with Live Beyond, so it's one or two weeks, can you just briefly walk us through what that um, time looks like with Live Beyond? Like what they, we tapped on what they experience, but what is like the day-to-day living like and what do you really integrate like in that one or two weeks? The Live Beyond is all based on three pillars, which is uh, productivity, well-being, and self-development. And what we do in every single Live Beyond experience around the world is to focus on, on five things. So uh, work is one, you know, making work more effective rather than efficient. Then uh, mind, you know, everything around mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and recovery is mm-hmm. those five things. So every single one of, of the people that come to the Live Beyond experiences comes and leaves with a, a practical toolkit of habits, mentors, tools that allows them to bring that back home and optimize those five things or mm. those three pillars. So uh, how it looks like is basically you come and you join a group of, say, 15 to 20 people, uh, remote workers, flexible workers. Some people are there on their personal projects as well. But what they do really is that they live ideal days as in we have mindfulness and fitness practices in the morning Mm -hmm. you know i know there's different chronotypes and uh, certainly we start our days really early but the point is for people to learn how to adapt those habits to their day and to their life regardless of chronotypes but anyway we start early because people work from 9 a.m so from say 7 to 9 a.m we have uh, either yoga meditation we bring mm-hmm. experts from all of these disciplines to teach these practices to people and uh, from then from 9 a.m people on average have six to eight hours of work in which they can continue with their professional personal projects without having to stop them and um, after that we have workshops talks again delivered by experts on any one of these five big areas or these three pillars so people are learning through experience um our our members come and they really immerse in in these practices and they can start right away because if you start meditating every day you start exercising and then you start applying all these productivity techniques and uh, attention management tools to your daily job you're you're there on the go like learning Mm -hmm. as you go and then you bring these back home to you and We also involve, as I mentioned, local experiences. So say hikes around wherever we are or dinners in the local town. Or we've also contributed to helping kids at at different schools, um, depending on the location. And certainly it has that element of play as well, because it's very important to connect and to um, be, uh, you know, feeling that you are part of of this community. And certainly it happens. Uh, People have, you know, found jobs, uh, made Mm -hmm strong friendships. It's, it's amazing what happens there. And we, we have different practices. You're, you're aware of, of one, I guess, because I think I saw it in one of your posts. We also mm-hmm. 
bring um, a Wim Hof Method certified instructor? Yes, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for bringing it up because I've done it one time and it was so awesome. I was so terrified. <laughs> it yeah, awesome. it is. Yeah, it is definitely something that I personally love as well. I've been a fan of, of Wim. Um, and for those mm-hmm. who don't know, it's, 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 you may have seen these guys or, and, and, and women going around and, and plunging into ice baths and um, doing breath work and all that. That's basically the Wim Hof method. And the way we see it and why we have it at Lift Beyond is because one of the main core things that we want people to take away is resilience and emotional intelligence. And man- mindfulness certainly helps to a lot of that. This method is super practical, very transformative into facing your fears, becoming more resilient, and definitely mm-hmm. being able to handle adversities in life. So we also do that as part of the Live Beyond experiences. And the Wim Hof ice bath was one of the best meditations I had. And it was right before we went into quarantine. So maybe that was like my prep. Yeah. <laughs> Learn how to zen out no matter what's happening around you. <laughs> so that was extremely transformative. So now, okay, so you have these amazing experiences. You offer travel and mindfulness and working, and you have these programs that are so well-rounded. How have you had to transition with the pandemic and everything that's been going on since March? How have you navigated your work and what you're offering people since then? Thank you. That's a great question. As you know, as I explained, our, our basic core model was mm-hmm. experiential learning bringing people together uh, around the world, traveling and offering this experience in which they can learn. And then definitely the pandemic and coronavirus completely shut down all of that. Right. So the way I, I saw it, so I, when I started you know, putting together the vision behind Live Beyond, I always thought, yeah, the world will increasingly go remote by, let's say, 2023, 2025 was my guess. But I little did I know was that this pandemic would give us the world a crash course on remote working and home office. So so that obviously accelerated our plans. Mm -hmm. And without being able to gather, without being able to travel, I said, okay, let's bring back, let's go back to the drawing board here for a second and look at the three pillars, look at the five areas. And having a hard look, I managed to put together 10 areas or 10 categories in, in people's lives that I wanted the Live Beyond method to be all about. So <laughs> the pandemic mm-hmm. was basically the, the birth of what we call now the Live Beyond method. And we started to serve our members and other people that they had not been part of Live Beyond before, but they were struggling with this new way of living. Um, they found themselves uh, stressed and overwhelmed at home with this uncertainty, cer- certainly some of them lost their jobs. Some of them were trying to work and make everything work, uh, work for them. So the Living Mentorship Program was born. And this is um, a five-level mentorship program mm-hmm. in which people learn uh, from home and directly with one of our mentors how to uh, build these habits, how to um, optimize these areas of life. So uh, we had to bring basically Live Beyond to people's homes um, in, a, in a very structured and practical program. And I call it mentorship rather than coaching because right. I really love 
I really love the idea and the difference uh, between a coach and a mentor. You know, the coach is that person that pushes you towards a goal that, that mm -hmm. really gets you out of your comfort zone that maybe has to yell at you and, and makes you feel uncomfortable for you to maybe get the, the better, you know, the best out of you. A mentor is that person that is able to point you towards uh, where you could go, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that can give you the resources and can give you that pat in the back and say, look, here is the things that you have to do. Because at the end of the day, if you don't do it, nobody will do it for you. So that was the birth of the Live Beyond Mentorship. And I'm, I'm really happy about it. You know, it has completely adjusted the, the vision for the company and the way I can serve people as well, because not everybody is up for, for traveling or not everybody can have the flexibility yet. But if you are interested in, in, in applying all of these habits, routines, uh, rituals, techniques, methods to your life, now you're able to do it through the mentorship. And I think that's so important during this time, as you had tapped on before in the beginning of this episode, where it's not always easy just to automatically switch to working from home. And we've all had to do, or some of us have been working online, but the majority of the people, they're now working from their homes and making these very drastic changes and very drastic shifts. So I think we do need that. We need, we need that mindfulness. People need that mentorship. Because who knows what's going to happen? And also, too, bringing that mindfulness as a piece into people's homes, I think, is key. So with that being said, like, what do you think the future of work is going to be in the future? Like, With your mentorship, you have the travel, the mentorship, and everybody's working from home. Do you, how do you foresee the future of work? So the, the way I think it's it may play out is um, it's definitely not fully remote, definitely not as we were used to, and definitely mm -hmm. not home office. The term um, you can look for out there is, is a semi-remote model uh, that people are calling distributed work. And this is going to be a model in which you can have, yes, you can have offices, you can have headquarters. They're going to be drastically smaller, but you're going to have people around the world working 24 Seven, not not working twenty four seven every day, but like work is going to be done twenty four seven because it's mm -hmm. going to be done effectively around the clock, asynchronously. That is where I think the the work is going. Certainly, there are a few companies right now doing that and have been very successful at it because they can tap into a larger talent pool around the world. Mm -hmm. They can uh, set their work in a way that is effective. That when one is sleeping, the other one is working. Definitely, I, I see that as being the future uh, of work for many companies. Depends on the, the way, of course, their businesses is held. But definitely for the larger amount of knowledge workers, that is a possibility. And it, mindfulness is going to be a key part of that. And um, mm -hmm. why? Because we need, you know, the superpower of focusing and of... Uh, paying attention again. There is this book I can recommend your audience called Deep Work by um, Cal Newport. This is the author. And mm -hmm. he says that deep work or, you know, the ability to perform professional endeavors without distractions and focused is becomingly, becoming increasingly rare. Mm -hmm. So if we, you know, take back control over our attention, over our focus, which is one of the main 
effects of mindfulness and, and, and meditation, we will be able to be more effective and uh, be able to enjoy this distributed or remote work life, being productive, but at the same time, being able to sustain these habits, being able to have time to meditate, to take care of your nutrition, to work out, to take care of your social relationships, all of these things. So once the, the as I see, the leash of the office is broken, now it does come to the individual responsibility. And what are we going to do to be able to deliver and hopefully over deliver without burning out or overstressing? And I get, and I think, you know, mindfulness is the answer for that. Oh, for sure. Because even though some people, they, they might have long jobs or hard jobs, but they're not necessarily leaving them, that mindfulness part can play such a key in overall well-being based mm-hmm. off of just what you said. And I, I used to even work corporate. What got me through was my mindfulness practices, the yoga, the meditation, the reading. And just like you touched upon, having those mentors that have helped me over the years. And that's something that if, you know, for our listeners out there, like finding the mentorships, finding the, the Live Beyond programs, finding the meditation, reading, these are all things that, are, that can really help in the workforce. And I think more people are slowly starting to realize that now with the pandemic too. Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it all is down uh, to integrating all these practices, mm-hmm. all these habits into our work and life. You know, we're integrating work and life because we have no other option. That, that line has been blurry mm-hmm. for many years and it's tend to disappear. It's certainly faded with the, with the pandemic. So it's integrating mindfulness, it's integrating any, any practice, you know, it's either mm-hmm. meditation or any many other practices for, for mindfulness, but it's really integrating this into our lives, which is so essential. And I'm so glad we in the Western world are having this opportunity to, to be more aware of it. Oh, for sure. It's making such a difference. And in the future now, where do you see... I know it's really hard to say because we're in a pandemic and like who knows what's going to happen. But if things are kind of going the way they're going, I know some places are opening, some are kind of still shut down, like here in Colombia where I'm located in Medellin. Where do you really see yourself or maybe live beyond five years from now? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really hard question, I know. but <laughs> It's a good one. I, I love, I love, to, you know, it's part of, it's ingrained in me. I tend to make all these visions and, and what could happen and I love to question what where can we go mm-hmm. in five years for sure I def- definitely the world is quite different to what I thought it was going to be before the pandemic definitely um, this crash course has uh, shown the older generations that remote work home office is possible so the the younger generations that are demanding for a more meaningful workplace mm-hmm. have a better opportunity of, of bringing back meaning to work that's that's the mission behind live beyond is bringing back meaning to the workplace Amazing. at the end but um where, where do i see it you know I, I i hopefully live beyond this has a more global presence serving companies serving people around the world our mentorship programs and our method being hopefully widely used by by many people and you know people having a a more meaningful and more effective and healthier life. Myself, the way I, I see myself, I, I'd love to be um, spread, you know, around uh, the world, visiting different beyond experiences and helping companies around the world also to, to mm-hmm. improve and transition, you know, to this remote work uh, mm-hmm. or distributed work environment. So working hard to make that a reality. And do you know what I love so much about your mindset too? is you have this company and it's really based off travel. 
But through the through COVID and through the pandemic, you found a way to shift it to now even benefit more people. Where I think a lot of people or whoever might be, you know what, that's it. I'm done. But navigating through, I think mindfulness really teaches you to navigate through life and really seek those opportunities when even though the outside looks bad, whatever, however you want to say that, but really navigating and you found this great opportunity to serve even more people through your business. Yeah, so true. So true. You know, I think mindfulness is so such a game changer because it just allows you to be able to step back and, 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 and detach from the, the stressful moments and have that moment to rethink, okay, how, how can I see this? Is this really... Uh, a threat? Can this be an opportunity? How can I manage this? How can I navigate this? How can I adapt to this? So uh, that's certainly something that I've, I've found um, across the mentors that have helped me throughout these years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the books, you know, I read and all these things, all of them, most of them have that superpower of just really stepping back and looking at things, cooling down for a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, reassessing, readjusting, adapting, pivoting however we want to see it. And um, that's, that's something that has certainly helped me. It is a consequence or, or, or benefit of mindfulness. So that's why it's so important, resilience. Yeah, I love it. No, that's, that's amazing advice to really just step back and go with it and just observe. Um, really, you know, really feel through those ugly emotions that come up and then you, kind of, you emerge even better and just observing and looking at the opportunities because even through crisis, there's opportunities all around us at every time, like just as you're expressing. So, Absolutely. I agree. They say, they say <laughs> never, never waste a good crisis. I uh, can't remember mm-hmm. who said that. But, um, I, I certainly have gone by that through the pandemic. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's keeping, it's keeping me going. Okay. And it certainly has been the birth of new opportunities. Yeah. So I know we're, we're winding down on time. So before we conclude this episode today, can you just tell us where we can find you, where we can find Live Beyond, your website, social handles? Yeah, just letting us know where we can find you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then, you know, thank you for your time and uh, mm-hmm. for the audience who have um, made it to this point. You can find us. Uh, our website is livebeyond.global. So that's uh, mm-hmm. www.livebeyond.global. You can find us on Instagram at livebeyond.global. Global, same in Facebook and LinkedIn. Thank you so much for taking your time with us today. And it was such a pleasure to have you on the show, David. It was a very insightful conversation. Thank you very much. Uh, I really enjoyed this time and thank you for the invite. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into today's episode please make sure to visit thenowwithnot.com for more information on how you can step into your own power and ignite the transformation from within. Here you can also download a free 10-minute guided meditation. Have an amazing rest of your day, and until next time, namaste.